a juicy say like Shut the fuck up! Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything to help. But here's where we'll start. So the report came out this, you know, it's funny. People that are upset with you, boy, they will have something to say. And I mean that, like, do people right, man, do people right. So a report that came out. I think it was his his former chef, but uh, his uh, Antonio Brown's former chef, I believe, came out and said that he was using, or he's using a a fake vaccination card. Uh, the the Bucks came out and said that it's not true. Everything's been verified. The league as a whole right now is 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 doing an investigation. But here's why this story is so is is so big. And actually, so important. Never mind if this is true or not. If it is true, that's wild. That's you know we they've been t- we've been talking about uh, you know the coverage with Aaron Rodgers and how that's going. Just amplify that by ten if this comes out that Antonio Brown is using a fake vaccine authorization card which by the way is not that hard to to figure it out i mean whatever pharmacy or wherever place that you got it from you just put in the information and they'd be like oh no we don't have this name or whatever but here's why this is so big because there's not a doubt in my mind that there are people i'm not saying in the nfl but there are people in this world that are using fake vaccination cards, which to me is insane, but people are doing it. You know, there's mandates coming out, uh, restaurants, bars, place, you know, public places. They're starting to, you start to have to, um, the, the only way that you can access these places is being vaccinated or having a vaccination card, which you get by being vaccinated. And there are some people that still, there are a lot of people that still are against or have some questions about the vaccine, but they don't want their everyday life to change. So they get fake vaccination cards. So there's no way there's, there's nothing that you can tell me to say that there are not people in this world that are using fake vaccination cards. I've seen people that have a book bag full of fake vaccination cards. So I know that it's being used. I know that it's being sold. But here's why it's so big in the NFL and and in sports in general. We just came off a pandemic. Well, we're pretty much still in the pandemic, but we just came off a year in 2020 or came out of a year in 2020 where we were pretty much locked we were locked down for the entire year now yes there were still sports going on we had the nba bubble we had the nhl bubble uh you know baseball still went on nfl still went on just you know no fans and stuff in 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 a lot of areas 
so so we understand and that's a, that's a big reason why I believe that there is a vaccination problem or there is, you know, people are, are hesitant and get fake vaccination cards because we just came out of a pandemic. They don't want, or we just came out of a lockdown. They don't want to get go back into lockdown. But here's why it is so big for the NFL, because the NFL there, I would like to believe there are not there aren't players because, you know, NFL cracks down on a lot of things, apparently. There are a lot. There are players that aren't using vaccination cards, but or fake vaccination cards. But if this is true, just imagine the floodgates this will open. Because so now, because I for me, I know when people ask, "Hey, do you have your vaccination cards?" Now I am fully vaccinated. Okay, yeah, here you go. Blah blah blah. Now people don't go on a site; they just look at, I guess, who the pharmacist is or, or when I did it or whatever. They're gonna start cracking down a lot more. Now, I would hope, I would hope that, <laughs> I guess it's wishful thinking, but I would hope that the NFL has their players' best interests at heart, but we know they don't. It's a business. But boy, man, this 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 will be big. For, for some reason, why is it always Antonio Brown getting into a situation? Oh, man. And, and again, I hope it's not true. I hope that I can come in here and, you know, again, the Bucks, the, the Bucks organization said that it wasn't true, you know, but... The Bucks, you know, the organization is going to say whatever they're going to say for the betterment of their player. You know what I mean? So I just I hope that is not true. I hope that is not true. And and if it is, that it's crazy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say if it is because I I, I want to make sure it's not true because I feel and I do this sometimes too. Um, I feel that people when when you say but if it is you're pretty much going into the situation thinking that it is or assuming that it is. And I don't want to have, I don't want to, to add on to, to a story that may or may not be true. Now I do know that it is pretty true that Antonio Brown owes some people money, <laughs> give them people that money, bro. But you know, I, I, I just want to hold off and, and giving a final verdict about uh, this vaccination thing with Antonio Brown because again, I pray that it's it's not true and he is fully vaccinated. Because, you know, you're putting people at harm. You're for one, you're putting yourself at harm, but you're putting people at harm that that assume. And that's that's the big thing with Aaron Rodgers. And again, I'm not I'm not saying that it is. And and I'm not. Let me just take Antonio Brown out the situation. That's that's the biggest problem I have with Aaron Rodgers. You're putting people. You, there are people around you that may have health concerns there are people around you that may have underlining health problems there are people around you that think because you said that you're immunized there are people that think that you're fully vaccinated and those people are going to maneuver around you like you are which in all actuality you could still be putting them in the same harm that you would if you were vaccinated go back to this Antonio. no go back to the fake vaccination stories you're putting you're putting people at ease because hey okay he's vaccinated he has his full vaccination card however if you're not not only are you lying but you're putting people at risk and i think that's crazy that's crazy selfish too but i think that's crazy so i hope um i hope it's not true and and you know if if it comes out to be true we'll talk about it if it doesn't we'll talk about it so let's move forward yo let me tell you why I'm on it. Let me let me tell you why Matthew Stafford's not Matthew Stafford. Let me tell you why Matt Ryan sucks, bro. 
I'm on, you know what I mean? I, I know it's, it, it sounds very pointed, which it is pointed. And Matt Ryan, you did nothing wrong except just not be good at football. But the reason why I'm attacking Matt Ryan, and I talked about this last episode, is because people are coming at my neck about me saying Matt Ryan is not that good. Let me prove to you why Matt Ryan's not that good. So Thursday night football happened, and the Patriots, led by rookie quarterback Mac Jones, shut out the Atlanta Falcons 25-0. to zero. Now, I understand the Patriots are, are, are pretty good. Matt, Mac Jones is better than advertised and, and, and getting better week after week. I understand that this defense, you know, J.C. Jackson and, and Van Noy, the Patriots defense is an incredible defense. I understand that. And I'm not taking nothing away from the Patriots. Incredibly coached by Bill Belichick. We know who we know that the 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 resume that Bill Belichick holds. But let me tell you why. For some reason, I was confused. I was like, yo, what makes Matt Ryan bad? Why is why do I think that Matt Ryan's not good? He's a former MVP, former Pro Bowler. Led the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl. He has a cannon of an arm. But I'm like, what makes... It was hard for me. Because when people question, yo, or when people ask me, OJ, why do you think that Matt Ryan's not that good? And I, I it was it was hard for me to give them an answer. Because I couldn't really pinpoint it. They were, they were different. But you, I couldn't really pinpoint it. Like, I'm looking at Matt Ryan, and I know I'm not looking at a good quarterback right now or a quarterback that is clearly out of his prime but I'm like I don't know what it is then I saw it on Thursday night football I know why Matt Ryan at least at this point of his career is not good I got it you know in the league in the NFL in any sport what you expect is you expect a player that you draft or that you trade. Oh, you expect a player from year one to year one. Year after year, you expect a player to increase. You expect a player to in, improve, evolve. Sometimes, now no, not every player. Like Mac Jones and, you know, rookie Mac Jones and, and Mac Jones in year eight isn't going to automatically turn into Patrick Mahomes or, uh, you know, Justin Fields isn't automatically going to turn into Joe Montana in, in year five. I'm not saying that. But you expect a Mac Jones. You expect a Justin Fields. You expect a Zach, uh, Zach Wilson. You expect a Trevor Lawrence. You expect them to get better from year after year after year from, with experience, with time played, with, with reps. You expect them to get better. But the, the one thing that's underrated about that and the one thing that people sort of overlook when we talk about the development of players is decision-making. No, again, Matt Jones is not going to turn into Patrick Mahomes. Matt Jones is not going to turn into Russell Wilson. He's not going to turn into Lamar Jackson. But his decision-making from year, let's, you know, let's, let's not do Matt Jones. Let's do Zach Wilson. 
Zach Wilson, we expect Zach Wilson's decision-making with reps, with time over the years. We expect his decision-making to improve. We expect Trevor Lawrence's decision-making to improve. There are certain players that their decision-making may not have improved, and because of that, the league has passed them by. There are some plays that Matt Ryan does. And it's not even, I'm not even going to say, I'm not going to, it's not all plays, no. But there are plays in almost every single game Matt Ryan has, at least for the past two to three years. Almost every single game. There are decisions that Matt Ryan make that you look at him and say, yo, what the hell were you doing? Why would you make that decision? And what makes it even more infuriating is this man has been, I think he's like an eight-year vet. He's been in the league, the league for a while. He is a former MVP. He is a former Super Bowl attendee. <laughs> He's a former Pro Bowler. And Matt Ryan still makes plays and still makes decisions that make you think, yo, what the hell was he thinking? What the hell was he doing? He makes plays and makes decisions that former MVPs should not make. He makes decisions that starting quarterbacks that's not in year one should not make. You would understand. You know, there's games where Zach Wilson has four turnovers. There's games where Trevor Lawrence has three turnovers. There's games where, uh, hell, the Justin Fields played the Bucks, I believe, and had like five turnovers. But you under, you can understand, not saying that that's acceptable, but you can understand because they're rookies. And it's like, you know, they're still learning how to catch up with the game. They're still making decisions. I, the, the best quote I heard is, it's easy to fool a rookie quarterback because they're not really used to NFL defensive schemes. But they're rookies, and you expect a rookie to make rookie decisions. If Mac Jones went out there and had a four-interception game, it's like, you know, it's Mac, it's, he's a rookie. Now, if Mac Jones goes out there in year five and still has four interception games, like, ah, damn, that's um, – and, and bad interceptions. I understand. Like, there are some interceptions that Patrick Mahomes has where it hits Tyreek Hill or it hits one of his receivers smack in the hand. It flips up and then, and, and then a defensive player catches it. I've seen that probably three or four times this year. Now, I'm not saying that that's all his interceptions because there are definitely interceptions that are on him. But those are very like the those like this is it the biggest decision the biggest I'm talking okay so you remember uh, when when the Kansas City Chiefs played the 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 Baltimore Ravens and Patrick Mahomes was scrambling out he was about to get sacked and he just tossed the ball up and he tossed the ball up like what are you doing intercepted he did the same thing against Washington he just threw the ball up. For for the taking, and and it was intercepted. Those decisions are like, what are you doing? But the thing about Patrick Mahomes is those comes those come few and far between. Let's go back to Matt Ryan. Matt that happens nearly every single week. Not the whole throw of the ball up in the air, or whatever. But he makes decisions that is 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 questionable for an eight year vet. For a former MVP. Matt Ryan isn't. Yes, there's a lot of things that's going on around Matt Ryan. 
uh, Calvin Ridley, you know, he he's left the team for right now. The offensive line is horrible. The defense is even worse. There's a lot going on with Matt Ryan. But you know where else there's a lot going on with? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's pretty much his whole running back core going into the season is out. He's missing multiple uh, starting offensive linemen. He's missing multiple defensive players. And Lamar Jackson is shining. You know who else there's a lot going on around? Russell Wilson. Now, yes, their, rec- their, their record isn't that good. But Russell Wilson, he did just come back from injury, and he didn't look the best against Green Bay. But you expect him to look better this week. And in fact, really, the only reason why he didn't look good is because he was rusty. He he missed three weeks, and of course, the whole hand situation, the weather in Green Bay wasn't the best. You expect him to be better this week. There's a lot going on. You you know, we talk about Baker Mayfield, right? We talk about Baker Mayfield a lot because we say you can't win. Well, he has problems or trouble winning when everything's not perfect. When everything is perfect, he is a... He's a he's a he's incredible. He wins majority of his games. But when something's not right, or or when he's outrushed, when when the team is outrushed or outgained, he is like Owen Owen something. He has not won a game. When something is going on with like when if, if their star running back is out, if if uh, if if a star quarter or wide receiver is out, Baker Mayfield does not play too good. And we kill Baker Mayfield for that. Matt, there's a lot happening with Matt Ryan, but Matt Ryan plays worse. So the people that are coming to me and coming at me saying Matt Ryan is good or you spoke too soon. No, I didn't. Matt Ryan was winning against teams like the Jets, like the Giants, like the Dolphins. His best win was what? The uh, the, 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 the Saints. That I think they won like overtime. Oh no, because the Saints missed a kick or something. Matt Ryan's decision making warrants me saying that he is not that good. He, you know what it is? Colin Cowherd said it. You take like like a like a, a salesman, a salesman that's been here for let's say eight years. You take his best year out. And you take his worst year out, which is usually the first year. You take his best year out in the worst year, what do you get? That's the player that you are. You take Matt Ryan's best year, his his MVP year, I think that was 2016, you take that out. You take his worst season out, and Matt Ryan is an average ass to below average quarterback. I don't mean to kill Matt Ryan. You know, he I mean he's playing the league. I can't play. But let's not sit here and act like Matt just because they won four games, look who they won four games against. Bro, this is this is yet another game where Matt what let me Matt Ryan had bro, Matt Ryan through Matt Ryan, former MVP, through for 153 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions.
You know, we killed. They they killed right. They killed uh, Cam Newton, who's a former MVP, former uh, Super Bowl participant. They killed Cam Newton for you know his lack of accuracy at end games. We killed him for his uh, his play during what the twenty twenty season. He played incredible uh, until, you know, he caught he caught COVID, missed a couple weeks or missed a week or two, came back. He the rest of the season he was bad, and they killed they killed Cam Newton for that. And one of the reasons why they killed Cam Newton is they said, "Yo, some of the some of the throws he makes is like, why are you making those throws?" Matt Ryan, I'm not saying he looks as bad. But Matt Ryan does not look good at all. Matt Ryan has not been good. And it, and I can't – I'm not chalking it up to just this year because he hasn't really been good. In fact, he's been on a steep decline since – for like th- three and a half years now. So for the people that come to me and say, I spoke too soon about Matt Ryan. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't watch football. Don't talk about something you don't know. How do you explain what we're seeing? Is it the offensive line? Because Russell Wilson's offensive line. Now, the Russell, let me not say. Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't have the best offensive line because they're always injured. Is it because of wide receivers? Like, his, he doesn't have that good of a wide receiver core? Lamar Jackson doesn't have the best wide receiver core. His number one receiver right now is is a rookie that's probably played what three games now, or Hollywood Brown, who who has a history of dropping big passes. Oh, is it because uh, the defense is not is not good? Patrick Mahomes' defense is garbage. Outside of Tyron Matthews, they're terrible. Now, no. Matt Ryan is not Patrick Mahomes. Matt Ryan is not Russell Wilson. Matt Ryan is not Lamar Jackson. Matt Ryan is not, uh, hell, he's not Baker Mayfield. All I'm saying is Matt Ryan be making some, excuse my language, dumbass decisions. And he is a veteran in the league. Matt Ryan has been in the league. Oh, did I say eight? Matt Ryan has been in the league for 14 years. 14 seasons. I said eight. Matt Ryan has been in the league for 14 seasons. Why did I say eight? 14 seasons making decisions that you look, making decisions that you look, in fact, Matt Ryan against the Bucks. In fact, let's just do against decent teams or good to decent teams. Against the Bucks, Matt Ryan threw three interceptions, two of which were pick sixes. Against the Panthers, Matt Ryan threw two interceptions. 
against the Cowboys. Two interceptions, zero touchdowns, by the way, and lost 43-3. to And followed up on a short, on a short week. Two interceptions. One, I believe, was a pick six. And zero touchdowns. Yet and still, I have people that's trying to convince me that I'm wrong about Matt Ryan. Mm, mm, mm. His best game. Matt Ryan's best game this year was a loss to the Washington football team. He threw three or four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Through now the most he's threw four was against the Jets. No, was against the Saints. No, you know what that was no, but Nah. Ayo. Matt Ryan's not that good. In fact, looking at it here, there is only one out of how many years did I say? How many years? Out of 14 years, 14 seasons, there is only one, two, three. One, two, three. There's only been three seasons, three, where Matt Ryan has not thrown double-digit interceptions. That's the 2008 season, 2006 season where he won the MVP, and 2010 season where he threw nine. Hey, Matt Ryan fans, um, explain that one for me. Let's move forward. So week 11 is a big week. There are some big games on the slate. Uh, you know, we're, 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 we're past, the, we're definitely past the halfway point. But, you know, there are some big games on the slate. slate and I'm going to predict what will happen in the games. Let's start with uh, the Saints at Eagles. See, I don't know about this game because I don't trust Trevor Simeon. Even if Taysom Hill was back, and I don't know if he is or not. I don't believe he is. I just don't trust the Saints. Like, I don't trust it. It'd be different if there was – if if Jameis Winston was playing, which unfortunately he's not due to injury, I would I would go with the, with the Saints. But I'm going to go with the Eagles. They did just extend Dallas Goddard, which is their tight end. Um, Jalen Hurts, he hasn't played great, but I trust Jalen Hurts more than I trust uh, Trevor. No, Trevor Simeon. Um, and the Saints, man, the Saints are going. They're going to win. They're going to have to win games because of their defense. I don't know if Alvin Kamara will be playing, but it, it's it's right now. It's not looking too good. Uh, but I, I'm gonna go with the Eagles. I just trust the Eagles more as far as. I trust Jalen Hurts over Trevor Simeon, and I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't know. I, that's a hard game because I don't. Both teams aren't that good right now, at least. So I'm gonna go with the Eagles. Uh, Dolphins at Jets. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. 
I'm gonna go with the Dolphins because I haven't seen too much consistent. In fact, I have seen consistency with the Jets year week after week after week. Their defense continues to go down. Like their defense is getting worse by the week, which is why we talked about last episode. We had to shine light on Robert Saw. Like, hey, yo, Robert, yo, you're a defense. Your specialty was defense because you're you're you were a defensive coordinator for was it Kansas? No, for the 49ers. Uh, why is your defense so bad? You know what I mean? And their defense just continues to get worse. And I, I, I to, to a, I mean, you're coming off a big win against the Ravens on Thursday. So you pretty much have a longer, you know, have a long, a long week. So out of the Dolphins, the Washington at Panthers, um, this is a big game. This is a big game because this is, this is Cam Newton's first game you know coming back for, or second game with the Panthers first game coming back as far as as a starter he will be starting this is also his quote-unquote revenge game because he's playing against Ron Rivera who was his coach for the Panthers and here's the thing I think energy is a big thing you know we talked about momentum energy and momentum go hand in hand and I think Washington's defense has struggled all year, and I think it's going to struggle even more because the absence of Chase Young, which, again, I hope that he gets better. Uh, you know, hope he comes back better than ever with the whole ACL situation. This def- they you lost the defensive leader. Now, I don't – Tyler Heineke will be going against a very good defense that is the Panthers. And when you're going against a very good defense that's the Panthers, you're going against Christian McCaffrey, and now you're going against a spirited team because of Cam Newton. I have the Panthers winning that game. I have the – and the Panthers that are, that are at home. You know, now that Robbie Anderson is going to get more involved, DJ Moore is going to get more involved. I, I think the Panthers have all the momentum, and I think that this is going to be a big game for Cam Newton, big game for the Panthers, big game for for the defense, big game for Matt Rule, and I think that they're going to, especially Cam, he's going to kind of want to stick it to uh, Ron Rivera, especially with reports. You know, all I, you know, I was one of the people that say, "Yo, Washington could use Cam Newton." You know, he got released from the Patriots. Uh, for some reason, they thought that Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ty- and Tyler Heineke were the future, which obviously they're not. Uh, and the fact that Ron Rivera, being Cam Newton's former head coach, and didn't even you know entertain it, I think that Cam Newton's going to want to kind of stick it to him. So I have Panthers beating Washington. Colts at Bills. This is actually going to be a very good game. The defense with the Colts against the the offense of the Bills. Now, the offense of the Bills haven't really been clicking too much this year. Now, they have been destroying people, but it's mostly because they've, they, they've been playing bad teams. And, and yes, I'm at the time, I'm going to put the Kansas City Chiefs in there as a bad team because they were not good. Kansas City Chiefs were terrible. Uh, now they have come out of that and they are looking like the old Kansas or the Kansas City Chiefs of old. But the Bills offense just hasn't clicked too well, you know, and I think that this is going to be a it's going to be a tough game for them. Yes, it's at home, but you're going against a Colts defense. That is that is incredible. Now, I do think weather is going to play a part. The Colts playing a dome and you're going to Buffalo. I think it's going to be cold as hell. Um but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Bills because again I trust Josh Allen more than I trust Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has been better 
for the past few weeks, but I, I want to see more. I want to see more consistency with Carson Wentz. Um, and I think the Colts have won like four of their last five, uh, five of the last six or something like that. So um, I think it's going to be a really good game, especially with the defense, you know, Darius Leonard and, and DeForest Buckner leading the charge. But I'm going to go with the Bills. I, I trust the I trust Josh Allen more, but I do think it's going to be a close game. To me, that's a toss-up game. The Lions at Browns. Um, if the if the Browns don't win this game, boy oh boy, will the media de- the media has already been kind of turning their back on Baker Mayfield. But boy oh boy, and I don't even know if Baker Mayfield is playing due to injury. Like we uh, we we need to see if he's going to play or not. If not, it's the Lions. <laughs> it's the Lions. Like I keep saying that, um, but. They keep proving me right. I mean, they have zero wins, zero in the win column. So I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to go with the Browns on this one. Uh, Even if Baker Mayfield doesn't play, I just think that the Lions just can't get it right. So Uh, Jags, well, 49ers at Jags. I have the 49ers. Uh, I don't really trust the Jags at all. And, you know, the 49ers are coming off a bad loss against who they just lose to. Um, no, they just beat. No, the 49ers are coming off a, a good win against the Rams. And I think they're going to carry that momentum against the Jags. I mean, Debo Samuel has been one of the most, you know, one of the best young players in the league this entire season. And I think that he's going to have yet another field day against the Jags' awful defense. So I have the 49ers. Titans or Texans at Titans. The Texans are actually, it was funny. You realize the Texans are one of the oldest teams in the league, yet they're in a rebuild? How? What sense does that make? When, you know, okay, for people that don't know, when you're in a rebuild, usually that means that you're giving a lot of old players away. You're not taking a lot of old contracts. You're trying to get young players, and the young players aren't really good enough or up to snuff uh, league standards. So you're trying to accumulate draft picks, this, that, and the third. Or you're trying to hit a big swing in free agency with it, but usually your teams can't hit with free agency because nobody wants to go there. If you look at the NBA, some of the rebuilding teams in the NBA, like the like the Detroit Pistons, younger team, um, the the Houston Rockets, extremely young team. You know, usually rebuilds are young. The Texans are one of the oldest teams in the league, which is funny to me. Um, and even with that, they're going to get destroyed by the Titans. The Titans have done a great job. I think Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, in my opinion, is leading the the charge or leading the coach of the year candidacy because everything that's happened, you know, when you lose, again, and I talked about this last episode, when you lose a, a player like Derrick Henry who was over 90% of the offense, usually teams don't recover from that. It's kind of hard. It, hell, look at... You remember when uh look how bad the 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 Green Bay Packers looked with Aaron Rodgers being out. Look look how different. Now I'm not saying that garbage, but look how different the Bucks look with without Gronk and AB. You know, when you lose vital players, your team doesn't look that well. And none of those players outside of probably Aaron Rodgers meant more to their team than Derrick Henry. 
And the Titans have done a great job, whether it's in, uh, Adrian Peterson, which I was one of the people that's like, I don't think that doesn't really matter because he's kind of over the moon, which uh, Ryan Tannehill's look great. A.J. Brown's – hell, even Julio Jones has been out a lot. But the with with incredible coaching, with their defense tightening up, the, the, the Titans have, have has been able to move forward, which is why I think Mike Vrabel is leading candidate for coach of the year, and I think that they're going to destroy – Hell, they're first. They're they're the number one team in the AFC. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought a team that lost the best running back in the league uh, is now first in the AFC? So I have the Titans winning that one. Green Bay at Vikings. I have Green Bay. I think that Aaron Rodgers was rusty uh, last week against the Seattle Seahawks, and they're the. The thing, the, re, the thing that I think is carrying – the reason why I think Green Bay more than likely right now or I think they are the best team in the NFC is because their defense. Their defense has been incredible. And the the, the, the crazy part about that is their best defenders are not playing right now. Zaire Alexander is not playing right now. Zendarius Smith is not playing right now. And they're still able to be this good. They're so good, they brought in Jalen Smith and cut him like a week later, two weeks later. So that on top of the incredible play from Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Now, I do think that losing Aaron Jones for a couple weeks is going to be big, but A.J. Dillon has come, and he he was incredible against the Seahawks, and then you're going against the Vikings defense. That isn't the greatest. I, I got Green Bay winning that one. Ravens at at Bears. I got the Ravens. I think the Ravens, you know, they did they just lost to the Browns. Not the Browns. They just lost to the Dolphins. And I think that they're, you know, they don't want to they don't want to lose two in a row, especially when they're kind of jockeying for position at the top of the AFC. Uh I I think the Ravens are going to correct what what was wrong last week. Uh, against the the Dolphins, I th- you know I think they kind of underestimate the Dolphins. I think they they kind of went in like fans were going like, bro, this is the Dolphins. We're about to just destroy them. And I think the Dolphins had another thing coming. I think they're going to be better prepared now. Their defense has to show up, but you're going against a a, a Bears defense, a Bears offense that is hasn't really clicked. So how the Ravens winning that one? I think a really big game and a really good game is going to be the Bengals at Raiders. Um, Joe Burrow against Derek Carr. Now, it's funny. We don't know what Derek Carr we're getting. <laughs> and that's, yeah. We're going to have the Derek Carr that beat, you know, the Ravens, um, that looked incredible a couple weeks, that a lot of people, including myself, was thinking he could be in the MVP talk. Then we can get the Derek Carr that played against the Chiefs last week and 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 he's there are games where he's looked terrible uh for the Bengals man their offensive line still sucks but you have Joe Burrow you have um Joe Mixon you have Jamar Chase who was in the running for rookie of the year uh rookie offensive rookie of the year I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Raiders I'm gonna go with the Raiders because the Raiders are at home and playing playing in Vegas is, is tough uh, in that new that new stadium, and the Raiders have at you know, they, ah. I trust Darren Waller. I trust uh, Josh Jacobs because you're going against uh, running a, 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 a Bengals defense that's not the greatest at the run. Um, I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Cardinals at Seahawks. 
I think to me it really depends on if if Kyler Murray plays. If Kyler Murray plays, then I have the Car- uh, Cardinals easily. If he does not play and, De- and DeAndre Hopkins don't play, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson did not look good at all against uh, Green Bay. Now you're coming home against, you know, in, in Seattle. Uh, yet another week after coming back from injury, I, I have Seattle winning that one if Kyler Murray doesn't play. Even though James Conner has been really good this year. James Conner has been incredible. Uh, but I'm going to go with Seattle if Kyler Murray doesn't play. If Kyler Murray plays, I think Cardinals win and win big, honestly. So Because Seattle's defense is still not good. So. The biggest game, the biggest game of the week is Cowboys at Chiefs. All we've been hearing is, you know, Dak against uh, Patrick Mahomes. Is Are the Chiefs back? Is the Cowboys the best team in the league? There's been a, there's a lot of narratives coming out of this game, and, 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 that's, and that's understandable. You know, uh, I do think this. I think it's so hard to assess how good the Cowboys are right now and I think that they need games like this I say that because the Cowboys if you really look at the Cowboys they don't look they they don't look like they have a weakness in fact last week I did you know what were the 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 playoff team's biggest weakness and one of the hardest teams that I had to figure out what the weakness was were the Cowboys because Dak Prescott has played well. Well, Zeke didn't have a good year last year, but this year he's been great, incredible. Tony Pollard's been good. Their offensive line has been good. Their wide receiver core from Amari Cooper to C.D. Lamb to Wilson, they've been good. Uh, Schultz, uh, Dalton, Schultz, Dalton Schultz has been good. The tight end, their defense has been incredible from, from Michael Parsons, who could be, or pretty much, in my opinion, is leading the charge for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, Trayvon Diggs is is top the league in interceptions. It was hard from the biggest their biggest weakness, I believe, was their coaching. But it's hard to assess the Cowboys because they haven't really played. I think that the 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 best teams that they've played um this year were the Bucks and um the Bucks, the Panthers, I think, and the Chargers. Now I know they beat the Chargers. I know they lost to the Bucks, but it was an incredible game. But let me let me see. So their wins. And again, don't hear me say I'm I'm discrediting them, but I kind of am. Their wins are against the Chargers. Are against the Eagles and Jalen Hurts are against uh, Sam Darnold and the Panthers, are against Daniel Jones and the Giants. They're against Mike Mac Jones and the Patriots. They're against Kyle, no, uh, what's his name? Kurt Cousins and the Vikings. You can pretty much throw away that Denver game because they went back and uh, Matt Ryan and the Falcons. So what I'm saying is, it's hard to assess how good because if the, if, if if the Cowboys are good as, as as they project they are, then they could be they should be Super Bowl favorites. But it takes games like this week because the 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 three best teams that they played were probably the Bucks, the Chargers, and how we're shaping up the Patriots. 
It took overtime in the Patriots, and it took a very bad and very favorable um, roughing the passer call for the for the for the Cowboys and Mac Jones throwing interception. But and they lost to the Bucks and in Tom Brady. Now that was game one, but and and went pretty much. In fact, they really should have lost against the Chargers. I think two of their touchdowns, two of the Chargers touchdowns, got taken back. Or got, uh, you know, yeah, taken back due to taunting. So they need games like this. This is a, this is, this is, uh, this is the, you're, you're, you're going into Harrowhead and you're going against Patrick Mahomes and a Chiefs team that looks like they've right the ship. And this is when we'll see, okay, how do you fare, how do you match up, you know, how, how do the Cowboys match up against, some of the top teams and they're and they're you know you're going you you go against Kansas City this week um and this is pretty much the hardest test until probably week 15, 17 when you go against the Cardinals so uh i on the Kansas City Chiefs side you know this is a big test too you did just destroy the Raiders and now you're playing against a team that's pretty much firing all cylinders. They just beat a team in the Atlanta Hawks, 43-3. to But I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, one, because the Chiefs are home, two, because I think this is going to be a shootout. Uh, I don't really trust. In fact, I don't have any trust on in the Chiefs' defense. So I think that him and Dak are going to go back and forth. But I think that Patrick Mahomes, especially last week, wrote the ship. I think that he was pressing too hard, and I think that you know he he he's last week especially he's taking what the defense gives him and he's killing them with it. I think, especially in the losing streak in the in the in the turnovers, he tries to go for the for the home run so much because he knows he, if he doesn't get the ball or the defense is pretty much going to surrender a, a touchdown. And I think, I think, I think that. In the shootout, I'm going to trust Patrick Mahomes over Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott has been incredible, but I got the Chiefs winning that game. Steelers at Chargers. Um, I got the Chargers, man. I don't even know who's playing for the Steelers. There's a lot of people on the COVID list. Uh, and this is the, even though it is Sunday night football, the, the Steelers, man, again, you, uh, they, I don't know who's going to play. I don't know who's going to play because of the COVID um, I don't know if Big Ben's going to play. If Mason Rudolph plays, Jesus, it's over with. Like, you just give the Chargers the game then. <laughs> so, I don't I don't even know if Minka Fitzpatrick is playing. So, and that's that's big. So, I have the Chargers. And Monday Night Football, <sighs> Giants at Bucks. You know, they're going to try to build this game. I know this is the game, you know, Saquon Barkley's coming back in. We know the 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 difficulties that the Bucks are having. Um especially in the secondary of their defense. But this is this is going to be a bad game. <laughs> I think the Bucks are going to destroy this team. Now, the Bucks did just lose to Washington, and I think that they're going to be upset about that, and they're about to take it out on the Giants. So I have the Bucks winning that big. Um, what do you guys think? What is your predictions on week 11? And, uh, you know, let me know. So let's move forward. So I know that we're early into the NBA season. Very early. Uh, 
But of course, you know, the lists are starting to be made. And of course, we have, we always talk about here. People love list. And I want to give my top five in the MVP. Now, again, this is really early. This can definitely change. More than likely, it will change. But here's my top five. These are the there. Now, one of my predictions are already are. One of my predictions before the season has already come to fruition. I said that this is going to be one of the best seasons we've seen in a while, and it has been. Now, no, the records aren't the best for some teams, but if you look at some of the nights or some of the games night after night, and there are people that are showing up and performing that, like like Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole for Golden State is having a great season. Ty- Tyrese Maxey is having a great season for the 76ers. Um, you know, there are there are – is it the 70s? Yeah, 76ers. There there are there are players. Paul George is having a great season. John Morant is having an incredible season, man. Chris Paul, Zach Levine, Devin Booker, uh, Miles Bridges. There this has been an incredible season so far. And you know it's been good when you have players like uh, like Giannis. That that's not in my top five. That's that Paul George, who I think he's like third or fourth in in scoring right now, not in my top five. Uh, it's 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 been great, man. But here here is my top five. I'm gonna go with number four. Number no number five. I'm sorry. Number five. I have Demar Derozan. I think a lot of people want to look at the success that the Bulls have had early and say it's more of a team success, which it is. But DeMar DeRozan has been incredible. So far, he's averaging 26.6 points a game, uh, like five rebounds and and like like four assists. One of the biggest reasons that Zach Levine has been good. He's been good, but he hasn't been great this season. DeMar DeRozan has been great this season. And, and I a lot of questions that I had with the Bulls was, we know they're going to be good offensively. When you have Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, when you have Vucevic, I knew they were going to be great defensively, but how good would they be offensive? I mean, no, I'm sorry. I knew they were going to be great offensively, but how great were they going to be defensively? And they have been incredible. Uh, Shouts out to Alec Caruso. Shouts out to Alonzo Ball. They have been great defensively. And DeMar DeRozan has led the charge for this team, even though it is Zach Levine's team. And I think the dynamic is going to change a little bit once Zach Levine's, you know, once his – Zach Levine is taking threes from everywhere. Like, he – uh, he he took some of that stuff, curry juice, but um, I'm, I'm going to give it to DeMar DeRozan because I think DeMar DeRozan has made the biggest impact this year for the Bulls, and the Bulls are, you know, one of the top teams in the East right now. So I have DeMar DeRozan at five. Number four, I have Jimmy Butler. Look at the – Jimmy Butler doesn't have gaudy numbers. Uh, 24 or 25 points a game, six rebounds, six assists. Those aren't those are great numbers. Those aren't godly numbers. And honestly, Jimmy Butler's effect does not really even though he did have a triple double the other night, his effect really isn't in the stats. The bull the Heat play ten times better when Jimmy Butler's on the floor. Like it's just it's not even a a question at this point. Um and man. Uh, Jimmy Butler is one of those players where, again, stats don't tell the whole story. If you just watch a Heat game, you see Jimmy Butler everywhere. You see him, uh, you know, chirping at the bench. You see him talking to his players. You see him scoring. His his scoring has gone up. Jimmy Butler has been great, and the Heat really have no shot. Even though you have Van Adebayo, even though you have P.J. Tucker, even though you have Kyle Lowry, 
uh, Tali Euro, who is out for in, without an injury right now. Even though you have those players, this the Heat team is nowhere without Jimmy Butler. So I have Jimmy Butler at number four. At number three, I have Kevin Durant. I have Kevin Durant, and the reason why I have Kevin Durant is because the Brooklyn Nets are struggling. He, don't get me wrong, he is not struggling. He's averaging 29 points a game, eight rebounds, and five assists. This man is having an incredible season, but it's not really, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It, it's it's a flashy season, but there's a lot going on around him and with the with the Brooklyn Nets. And I just think that they're struggling. I think the book Brooklyn Nets are struggling. You know, James Harden. He's had a couple of games, but he hasn't really broken out yet. Um, but Kevin Kevin Durant has been incredible. Kevin Durant is having one of the. He's having statistically one of his best seasons ever, especially when we're talking about shooting percentage. De- when you're done listening to this or watching this or whatever you're, you know, however you're consuming the unpopular podcast, go or pause it. Go check out Kevin Durant's shooting percentages from three and from mid range this year, and 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 come back and and, and question why I have him at number number three, uh, which is hard. Then the only reason why I have him number three is because number two and number one I think are a little more important to their team, and I know that's crazy to say when you're talking about Kevin Durant and how if you take him off of Brooklyn, hell, Brooklyn played uh, Orlando last night without Kevin Durant because he had soreness in his shoulder. You see how they looked. So um, I have Kevin Durant at number three. And another reason why I have number three is because number two, I have Nikola Jokic. People looking at me like Nikola Jokic. He won. He won last year, but his numbers throughout the world, throughout the, throughout the 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 you know all the categories, per, um, usage rate, usage percentage, point, all his all those metrics, he is having one of the best seasons ever, Nikola Jokic. Now it's not being recognized like that because you know he's playing for Denver uh he's not the flashiest player even though he does everything on the floor he's not the flashiest player but Nikola Jokic is having one of the best seasons statistically ever when we talk about PR and stuff like that and yes he's averaging he's not averaging as many points as Kevin Durant he's not averaging as many threes as other players Nikola Jokic I mean he's tw- a center, by the way, averaging 26 points a game, 14 rebounds, and six assists. A center. Now, yes, he's coming off of – he did win MVP last year, and it's crazy. He won MVP last year, and this this season he's having better numbers. Crazy. I have Nicole Jokic at number two. And I have Steph Curry at number one, man. Steph Curry at this moment is averaging 20 or 30 points a game. Six rebounds and seven assists. Curry, he's having one of those seasons where it's just like, yeah. Like, I think he's on pace. Now, I know it's just threes, but he's on pace to hit like 443 threes at this point. Uh, if you want to, if you want to quantify or if you want to, if you want a small sample size of how good Curry is, look at the fourth quarter against two games. Look at the entire look at the entire game against when they played Brooklyn the other night and how he looked. 
I'm not even going to say look at the 50-point game. Look at the fourth quarter against the Cleveland Cavaliers the other night and how he led the charge for Golden State to score 36 points in the third quarter to Cleveland's eight. Nicole, Steph Curry is having – he's playing out of his mind. He's playing he's – play, he's a different player. And the thing is, a lot of people were saying, you know, due to his age and everything, that this was – and he couldn't – he couldn't – he could not top what he did last year. Finished second in MVP last year. There was no way he was topping that. And while he isn't leading – you know, he doesn't have the same amount – like he, he, his point percentage isn't the same as it was at the end of the year. Steph Curry is having a better season this year than he did last year. And not to mention, Golden State is the number one team in the league. So, is I can't. I, it has to me. It's Steph Curry. Steph Curry right now is is number one. So I have uh, Demar Derozan at number five, Jimmy Butler at number four, Kevin Durant at number three. I do think that one, another reason why I'm kind of dropping Kevin Durant down that loss that was a pretty bad loss against the. Um, against Golden State as far as I know him and Curry were battling but I think that it kind of dropped him down Nicole, and Nicole Jokic she's just having a season even though it's not really projected like that he's having a season so uh, Nicole Jokic number two and Steph Curry number one so who do you have an MVP uh, let's talk about it I don't mind and uh, I want to know I want to know your thoughts Um, and before we go I just want to sh- congratulate all the award winners uh, for the MLB, you had uh, Sho- uh, Shone Otahi. He won the American League MVP. Bryce Harper won his second MVP uh, National League for the Phillies. Um, let me see. Robbie Ray won the American League Cy Young. And Corbin Bruin, uh, Bra- Burns, I'm sorry, won, won the Cy Young for the National League. Um, Randy Orzene or Rares. I, I I apologize. I butchered your name, but you won the American League Rookie of the Year, and uh, Jonathan India uh won Rookie of the Year for the American League. Uh, Cash K- Kevin Cash won Manager of the Year for the AL, and um. Gabe Kapler won for the National League Coach of the Year. So, congratulations to all the winners, man. It was an incredible season that was topped off with the Atlanta Braves winning the champ or winning the World Series against the Houston Astros. Uh, congratulations to all the winners. Um, you know, this is Bryce Harper's second. This is Bry- Bryce Harper becomes just the fifth player to earn MVP honors in, on two teams. He won one with the Washington Nationals and one with the Phillies. So, um, congratulations to all you guys, man. Uh, Otani had arguably one of the greatest seasons ever from a a player, uh, and he was unanimously named the AL MVP, which which makes sense. Um, It was incredible, man. You know what's crazy? You know how I know this this was a really good year? Because none of the winners, none of them, from the from the manager of the year, uh, rookie of the year, MVP, none, none of them were on the Astros or the Braves. 
Uh, you have a Philly, the Angels, the Blue Rays, the Brewers, um, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Club. I mean, the the Reds. None of the and that that should just tell you. Oh wait, go. That should, that should just show you how good these players are. You know. So shouts out to them, man. Shouts out to them. And there you have it. That has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate all you guys. Uh, I'm not wearing one right now because I was kind of in a rush. But if you want an Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, long sleeve, um, joggers, the link is in the description below. It's getting cold out there, y'all. It is get. Last night, it was like 20 degrees outside. It's getting cold. So go get your merch today. Go get your hoodies. Go get your sweaters. Go get your long sleeves. There, I have multiple different designs, multiple different colors. Go get yours today so you can bundle up in the Unpopular Podcast merch. Also, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I do see the subscribers are going up a little bit, which I appreciate. Uh, I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And until next time, much love. Lights on. Why the fuck do you be so fresh, dog? Why you keep your foot on these niggas' neck, dog? <laughs> Cause we at the top, but we really from the bottom. bottom. Tell that pussy fuck them, and that's how I feel about them. Hurt your intro, your last two mixtapes. I hear you slick dissing, but that shit lying. All that make believe rapping about cocaine. Don't play with me, ho. Got it, you a hoe, mine. Hey, you went from my biggest fan to my biggest hater Facts. Begging me to sign with you, but I had too much paper Facts. Still that same nigga that used to front your big brother Facts. Found out he a bitch too, now I call him your big sister bitch. You still that same nigga that was beefing with a dyke But you a gangster though I, I cannot take you serious, alright They said them pussy niggas on your team earn your draw what? They say you make them pussy ass niggas call you both nah. But they can't call you king, Why? cause that's dope hey. I can't drink out that two liter, Why? because that's raw. The streets out. That new 488 came with a lot of power. <laughs> My little niggas begging to let those sisters scatter showers. Uh-huh. Don't, don't, don't play with me. Don't play with me. Play with your bitch. Matter of fact, when I fucked her, she told me you a bitch. And tell that old nigga from my hood with you that he a bitch. He don't get away. You make the city look bad, that's the truth. Damn. Fuck nigga, I be in North Memphis more than you. <laughs> I shot my first 20 videos in my hood. Trap. You a puss, I heard they never see hey. you in your hood. Hey, hey, hey. Nigga, quit playing. Nah. 10 M's up. What the fuck? Woo. I'm just saying. Hey. Oh, you must be mad, cause they call Memphis Dogland. On Metal Super Bowl, my mother. On the fountains. Hey, you big head motherfucker, why you hating so much? Oh, I forgot you came up rapping this in Three Cent Mafia. Pussy. I slick this in the dodging me, nigga. Let's get it poppin'. poppin'. Oh, pussy ass nigga. Yeah. 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 Oh, 
pussy-ass nigga Was talking about me in your song prior to the side Damn. Found my number in her phone and it hurt your pride I'm sorry, bro <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you found my number in her phone and it hurt your pride hey. When they hear this shit, they gon' play it five times Got a lot of foreign cars that I get too high to drive uh-huh. Don't play with me, don't do that Play with your bitch, with your bitch. Don't play with me, no. play with your bitch